Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I, I am Tyler. And I, I am Chris. <laughs> I am, I am Tyler of the Mora tribe. I am Chris of the Strong. <laughs> son of the Strong. <laughs> I am Chris Strong, son of Strong. <laughs> okay. Today, today, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ladies and germs. We have a special treat for you tonight. <laughs> We or do. this morning, or this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, back when we wrote our podcast schedule, this week was supposed to be when Kingsman came out, but uh, that, that, that's not how that's not how the cards fell, is it? Yeah, we're talking about Kingsman, even though uh, we're a couple days late. Kingsman Two, Kingsman golden Two, Circle, the Golden Circle, that's or is it just Kingsman the Golden Circle? I can't remember. Which I think it's it's Kingsman the Golden Circle. Well, that's nice at least. They need to, like, to like the two, three, four, whatever. Like when they have like more sequels to this thing. <laughs> yeah. So and you won't lose track. You'll, you'll immediately lose track. That's good. The uh, a couple things about this. Uh, we'll we'll obviously uh, this is since this, since this is a new release, we will uh, try to avoid spoiler talk. We'll clearly define when we're gonna talk about spoilers. So uh, yeah, that's how that's how we're gonna do it. But first, as always, we talk about our theater experience, which this time is very special. Because we went to Warren 21, which for those of you who don't know, Warren 21 is something that our uh, local Wichita theater has in one of them. It's the Warren East Theater. It's a special few screens where uh, it's 21 and older. Uh, the Warren for grown-ups, as they advertise it. No, no babies in this one. No, none of that. Kid, this isn't your. This isn't your kids. Uh, Warren movies. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure. Uh, I wonder if they play kids' movies in there. Uh, they'd feel pretty redundant. But I would absolutely watch. Uh, you know, Minions Three. Yeah. In the Warren Twenty One. So I guess this is also a review of that. Um, for anyone who has been on the fence about uh, experiencing the war in 21, where, uh, as the ad claims, every seat is the best seat in the house, except for the front, of course. Yeah, the front's like, so like, you know, normally the front, there's like, you know, maybe uh, the screens is tall, is like a starting right where like, you know, where you're sitting down at, where your head yeah. at, whatever, and up. But this right here, it was like, your head plus officially part of your body as well, like up to like look even further yeah, up. I don't know. I don't know if like that's just from where we were sitting. Maybe like I, I I'm assuming it looks better than the perspective is a little bit yeah, off, but right. Well, it, mm. <laughs> I remember uh, there was this thing like at the West Warren. Like when I went to go see the Hateful Eight there because they were doing like a special. The only reason I traveled that far was to. Uh, because they were showing it a couple days early. The seating was kind of like curved up to where like the front was kind of like raised up a little bit. But that one doesn't matter because we're talking about Warren 21 here. Have you ever had to like sit at the very, very front of a theater? Like, um, I think I like I did it once when I was a kid because I was like, oh, yeah, front row seats. And then I never did it again because I'm not a moron. <laughs> Uh, my friends and I would go see like the the Hobbit when the like it was the first Hobbit. Yeah. And the only seats that were available were the ones at the very very front, and we actually got there like an hour before the screening started. Oh yeah. And here's the thing: they told us here's the line for the Hobbit. Here's also the line for the Hobbit. So this is like the front of the thing, or there is the back of the thing. Mm-hmm. And they were totally off, and everybody like is in my line, 
was not actually in line at all for the Hobbit. That was not in line whatsoever for it. <laughs> so we had to all like just kind of cram in there, basically. L- let's lead. Let's lead up because it's reserved seats only. The Grand Auditorium is the same way, but this is reserved seats. I think there's like I want to say there's like thirty seats, fifty seats in there. Yeah, not not a lot. Um, it's like basically like one big row. Uh, you, you walk up, they open up the golden doors they spent way too much money on, <laughs> and uh, it leads you into the, 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 all of a sudden everything turns green. The promised land is right before you. Yes. And um, I don't know, I had, because I had, I was telling Chris, I went to see a screening of Akira at the Old Town Theater, um, a big part of Warren 21 is that you can like you know eat your food there. They, they, they have it all set up where you can do that. I thought there was like a service button. I think that might be up in the balcony of the Grand Auditorium. I know they do that. But that wasn't the case here. We had to go order first and then uh, get our stuff. But that's fine. So basically how it all shakes out. A ticket just to get in there is $16 as opposed to the 10, like 10.50 for a regular ticket. Um, I think I ended up including the ticket and a meal. I think I ended up spending 30 bucks. Probably, yeah. Uh, I I wasn't disappointed by the food. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. Uh, the one thing that like I was, I was expecting like people like to bring you the food. Mm-hmm. As there's a theater where my, where I came from, like that was the thing. You've got a menu, and it, you say, you know, I want the uh, the the Goodfellas pizza, which uh-huh. is what they did. Um, and they bring you the pizza there. Now, the one thing I will say about that, the one issue that comes up when you do that though, is that there are constantly waiters mm-hmm. walking through your theater while you're trying to watch the movie because people are coming yep. late or whatever. You know, after the preview started or you know what have you, because it was also. Um, you know, you pick your seats. Yeah. And so you can show up whenever you want to. So people just show up after the previews and people are still ordering. So the movie started, you know, um, you know, Pennywise is up there, whatever movie you're watching. Yeah. And, oh, I have to pay, I have to, like, to, you know, try to dodge out of the way of this waiter who's, yeah. like, you know, doing his best he possibly can. But, right. you know, there's not much you can really do about I, it. I just remember, like, I think it might have been just the balcony. I remember people like, describing that to me. It's like, that sounds awful. Someone coming in and interrupting the movie. Luckily, like, we, we kind of figured out what was going to happen. So we went and ordered, like, you know, 15 minutes before the movie started. It was ready to go before the previews, which was great. Uh, how 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 was how was how was your food, Chris? It was very very good. All I right. ordered like these little mozzarella bites. Yeah, and they really were like little bites. I thought they'd be like you know like half the size of the you know mozzarella stick, which is you know usually what they do. Yeah, this was like half of that half. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like okay okay. They're fine. fine. I, they're fine. I yeah, had yeah. some of them. They're good. Yeah. Another thing about the theater itself, like the the, the screening room itself, is that uh, had the seats comfortable seats lean all the way back. So we were basically laying down throughout the entire movie. Which is kind of ridiculous, but it's It fine. was great. I loved it. I was like, man, I don't know if I can go back. Um, <laughs> I tried not to We were eating our food and then also leaning back and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And I'm like, yes, it is. So I had to push my, my, I put my legs down just so I can like eat. Cause like, yeah. it just felt, it felt like I was like a fat man, like yeah. watching, you know, you know, starting more cartoons with my Doritos or whatever. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. They had heated seats, which I turned on like th- like in the middle of the movie, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it was great." So, I forgot to turn those things on. I was gonna turn this on for like my my uh, my butt, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. So, Warren Twenty One. I'd I'd say as like an every once in a while thing. I would I would do it again actually because I was kind of I was saying that like okay, gotta experience it at least once. Probably never do it again. It's not gonna change 
anything about the movie experience. Yeah. It was it was it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. I would I would do it again. Like uh, I I said especially like, you know, when we go see Star Wars, like it would be good to like limit the amount of people in there. <laughs> and, you know, the place would still be full, but not, oh, sure. just, not like not like a, like 200 people in the theater. Here's like one of the nice things. I'm not sure if you said this or not if I repeat myself, sorry, but there are armrests for everybody. <laughs> Two armrests two for arm everybody. Two, arm two armrests for everybody. So there's not that, that awkward, like, like, I got here first, so I kind of get the armrest instead of you. So you got to yeah. sit here with your, with your arms inside the seat, like an airplane, basically. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. hey, great. great. That's great, great stuff. experience. Um, I think we can go ahead and move on to, I think we've we've uh, exhausted the, uh, the the nice experience that we had. Yes. Let's go, let's go and move. If you are interested, know what's going on. Okay, so... Get into the non-spoiler stuff for Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Man, I, I I had a I had a really fun time watching this movie. Yeah, I did too. Um, so let's talk about a little bit of history, like how like you know, people might might have listened to the Kingsman podcast. Oh, sure. If not, back in 2015. 2015, yeah, uh, with uh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It kept asking for you to come back, so now <laughs> now you're back and Jamie's gone, so I don't know what happened yeah. with that. Well, we can't do it without Jamie. Let's get him <laughs> back. Right, let's, get, let's get back to Jamie. Yeah, let's yeah. get Jamie back here. All right, so um, I uh, Colin Firth is in this film, yeah. and that's who like I mainly wanted to go see because I saw a spy movie the first with one. like yeah the, the first one here yeah so like a spy movie with like you know action and crazy stuff going on had like the director who did like the X Men First Class which like, I actually kind of enjoyed. It's mm-hmm. so, like okay, let's see what this guy does with like. You know this story right here. I didn't actually realize the time that it was a comic book story. Yeah. Um, and had this guy kind of looked like some like pompous British guy. I was kind of like, okay, well maybe he won't like ruin the movie for me. I just want to see Colin yeah. Firth kicking butt or okay. whatever. And then at the end of the movie, I fell in love with this guy, Taron Egerton. By the way, I should yeah. say his name. Um, he was the perfect casting in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it was like maybe like. 20 minutes into the, into the film, basically, I was like, I love this man. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. let's, let's, I, want, I can't wait for more scenes with him. Yeah, oh yeah, he wins you over very quickly. Um, having, like, you know, family difficulties or whatever, but, like, you know, he's not just, like, that angsty teen sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's got, he actually has personality. Like, he he's got the setup of an angsty teen, but then, like, oh, sure, they, yeah. they do something different with it, yeah. Yeah, like, and, like, he, you know, actually acts like a person instead of, you know, what you normally see in, like, a teen movie or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of also, it's like, it's gonna be like a teen spy movie. Every, like, everything made sense, like, you know, because it didn't yeah. feel out of place when he started flipping around and kicking people's asses. Like, Definitely no uh, Agent Cody Banks uh, yeah. feel whatsoever. I was a bit disappointed by that, but... Uh, <laughs> which Agent Cody Banks, by the way, is definitely a, a 10 out of 10 Jamie's, in case anybody's wondering. Uh, right, yeah. Go see it right now. Uh, in, in your local theater. Um, in your local theater. The Warren 21. <laughs> yeah, go... <laughs> Listen, this is an advertisement for The Warren 21. Uh, please check out Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> Come to a theater near you. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Listen, buddy, I might go do it. (laughs) (laughs) If they did that one, yeah. So here's like one of the craziest things. So Taron Egerton absolutely established himself as the main character. He is the guy. He was the main character of the first one. Yeah, the first one, yeah. But, you know, people knew of of Colin Firth and Samuel L. Jackson. That's how you sell the movie. That's how you sell the movie, sure. But by now, I think people get like, oh, yeah, he's the main character. Also, people go in the movie because it's Kingsman. People are like, we know Kingsman. Like, we've seen the, you know, movie. Somehow, he isn't top billing still and it makes no sense mm-hmm. it's like the first one i get it second one makes no sense why like mm-hmm. somehow uh colin firth and Ju- uh, julianne moore 
who don't have nearly as much screen time as him. Yeah, and it's somehow like he's, you know, third yeah. or whatever he was. Um, something, by the way, this is not a spoiler, by the way, yeah. but uh, in the credits to this film, I looked up something, and apparently they do give a uh, a special credit to Samuel L. Jackson in this right here. Nice. <laughs> but I was like, all right, why, why not? <laughs> it's like it's like after the main credit, uh, cast gets like shown or whatever, and it was like... Um, Thanks to the dope-ass Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> nice. all right, fair enough. But um, um, anyway, you know, I, I went to go see this film. I think that, like, I told you, I was like, you have got to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is, like, some of the most fun I've had, like, watching, like, an action film in a long time. And I said, no. And I, you're like, oh, maybe I should edit the podcast because, uh, like, you know, you, no spoilers for you. I was like, no, I'm going to edit the podcast and I'm not going to see this stupid movie. And I edited it. And I think just one day out of curiosity. I was like, I'll put it in. And it's like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> well, so everybody like kept talking about like this church scene, or whatever. Like, I remember like in the first ones, like there's like this uh, specific scene that's called a church scene. And I guess I'm not even still not spoiling the first one even. Yeah. But um, that was like a big thing that people were like talking about. So it's like everybody has to see at least this scene in the film because it's like one of the best uh, action bits. Definitely, you can tell Guy Ritchie rubbed off on him. I was just about to say, he was producing his movies. If you've ever seen a Guy Ritchie film, this is absolutely like a uh, just yeah, rubbed off on him perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like this is this is yeah, I think Guy Ritchie would be very proud of him, (laughs) but uh, that's. Actually, all I have for the non-spoilers. Um, real quick, um, I would say for anyone who has not seen the first one, this one, the the sequel requires definitely seeing the first one. Yeah, especially uh, you, get, like, you get like the characters you get really attached to, mm-hmm. and so things that happen this this film, you know, you you really uh, really feel for them. Um, just kind of in like in general, because I, I think we both said that we like the movie. Like we're definitely talking about the second one now. Uh, we like the movie, and that I I feel like. The first might be better, um, but this is still pretty solid. Better thing, yeah. It's, I, I would recommend. I would recommend it for anyone who's seen the first one and like you know like that because it's 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 just more of the first one. But so spoiler so territory. Spoiler territory. Here we go. All right. So I think I I'm gonna go ahead and jump ahead of this one. Okay. So first thing I would say is uh, Colin Firth coming back. Mm-hmm. So there was like he you called know. It. I called it. So I said whenever the first, so in the first one, spoiler for the first one, I guess, you know, spoilers, everything. Here's all spoilers. Yeah. Um, I said that Colin Firth's going to come back with like an eye patch after getting yeah, like shot. That's, like, all, that's all I need. That's all I need to do is bring it. I, I would be satisfied that happened. I would be so happy because like, you know, as much as like I, I love Taron Egerton, I still also want to see Colin Firth kicking, kicking people's butts. Mm hmm. In like an incredible suit that he's you know wearing, yeah. <laughs> which I'm very jealous of. But um, is that I really want to come back? Play, you know, he just he just fits so well into there. Mm-hmm. Him, Mark Strong, and everybody else just kind of fits so well in. And like I said, once once I saw like the the promotional stuff, which kind of gave it away that like okay, he's gonna come back right. with with an eye patch. And I saw the trailer. I was like, there's the eye patch. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I am I am totally on board this. Mm-hmm. If he come back without an, eye, without an eye patch, I feel like that probably wouldn't have worked whatsoever. Right. It's like he got shot. He's damaged. Yeah. I, um, oh, go ahead, do it. Uh, well, I was going to just say that uh, my first note is uh, Brad Pitt ate my sandwich. I don't know if it was in the first movie, but there's like a little flashback that um, that uh, Taron Egerton has where like he like, oh, like Colin Firth's talking to him. And in the background, there's like a little newspaper and the headline is Brad Pitt ate my sandwich. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't remember that. Part. And I wanted, to, I wanted to like turn over to you and say it. I was like, no. I so I like I pulled my phone out in the middle of the movie. I never do this. I pulled my phone out and I wrote that down because I was like, I have to remember. Was that was that in Colin first uh, office or was that? It was in his office. Yeah. In first, okay. I was gonna say like I was trying to read uh, Egerton's one, which like one of them was like you know Elton John missing, which yeah. We'll, 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 bring, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So I'll talk about Colin Firth a little more here. So I was hoping in this film <laughs> that he would like lose an arm or a leg. Just so, like each movie, he'd be just losing body parts. Yeah. <laughs> or like he'd shot in the other eye. So it's like, you know, he has to like wear some kind of like optical thing to help him see the yeah. third one. <laughs> I honestly, that would be, that would honestly be like the, one of my favorite things. They just kept that, kept that sort of thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the opening scene really quick. Uh, it starts right out the gate, just like full on action movie. It's like a it's crazy car chase scored to a, a Prince song. It's really awesome. Uh, like one of the highlights of the movie for sure. I'd say that the in terms of like being exciting, the the second act kind of dips a little bit because there's not as much going on. But like the I think the third act kind of has like these two major action sequences in them and both of them are like like superb so i'm like 100 percent in agreement with you right now with you what you're saying like i felt a little bit of a dip I, but yeah but I, like those like because there is there is stuff in the second act but like because yeah. you know usually the way these things play out there's like three action scenes each kind of falling into like the end of each act and but yeah the second one didn't really have a strong one but there's two major ones in the end and it totally makes up for it and i get like why that kind of had a little dip because you know it's a whole like building another team whatever sort of thing going yeah. on which you know you, you kind of see before but the the craziness that they decided to bring in with statesmen oh yeah was just a whole lot of fun right which Spe- i guess we talk about statesmen yeah speaking <laughs> yeah. of statesmen um so both Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum are in this movie, uh, but not very much. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Pedro Pascal was uh, supposed to play whiskey. Yeah, was very much in there. Which, by the way, also nowhere near the top on the billing at all. Yeah, it's like as I gotta get like you know people that know of him are more like the Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, and so I was just I was like because he was basically the main statesman that you yeah. see, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be Channing Tatum. Yeah. I, I have no idea what happened there. Like, yeah. cause he's in all the uh, promotional material. And, right. And like, you know, all the different like things where it was like shows like, yeah, here's Channing Tatum's like, you know, I'm like, let's do this. Cause you know, I've, I, I'm kind of like coming over to the side of like, okay, oh, yeah. Channing no, Tatum, he, let's, let's see what he can do. Like he, he seems like he found that like still like uh group where it's like, let's do like silly stuff. Yeah. Here. Let's just no, have totally. fun with it. And, his whole dancing through the hallway yeah. stuff was just hilarious. Just I'm like totally on board with him uh, ever since the hateful eight. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing, did it feel like uh, they buffed up his package at all when they? Like, um, when they... I was definitely looking at it the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, huh. This is like cryogenic freezing chamber. He's and, wearing his uh, underwear. Like the yeah. angle is like looking like you know from his legs to his head basically. Um, and like his, his crotch, man, boy, howdy, it's sticking out there. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, how many, did they put any socks in there? Come on. Tell me they put a sock in there. At least one. <laughs> Please. I need this for my self-esteem. Uh, but no, yeah, this day frozen. I was like, okay, well maybe they have a third one. Maybe they'll have to maintain him again. That'd be fun. That'd be... Because he shows up at the end with right, the, shows up, like, yeah. the British attire. Yeah. And that, that, that's a great little bit. So speaking of, uh. Uh, you know what's crazy? You know who's probably in the movie more than Channing Tatum? Elton John. 
<laughs> Which, you know, you see the you see the previews or whatever. He's like, oh, he'll be like a little cameo in it. I didn't even know he was going to be in it at all. I just knew that he was going to be in a little bit. I was like, okay, well, he's going well, to get killed off, I'm sure. Like, you know, they did everybody else. I don't think I saw any of the trailers. I just saw like a couple TV spots and posters. Yeah. His he's very cheesy in there. Oh, yeah. He definitely has like a lot of wink at the camera moments, which in any other film I probably would have been like, "Fuck you, fuck this whole movie." But because it's this movie's like a fucking cartoon, it really works, and uh, I I I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, like every single scene that Elton John's promotion was like funny. He like his, like yeah. he brought like a lot of his humor to it, and like it felt. It, it kind of felt like a little genuine almost. Like yeah. It was almost like, this is what he would do. Like, this is, yeah. this is totally fine right here. I love the commercial where, like, he's just, like, in this little cube, and they've given him the cure, and he's, like, you know, screaming at the guy, fuck <laughs> off, get the fuck out of my room. And, yeah, Julian Moore's, like, giving the information or whatever, and he's, yeah. just, like, screaming at the dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like I said, every, all the scenes with him were just so much fun. Like, him uh, blocking uh, Colin Firth from the from the robot dogs, yeah. and, like, then, like, fighting him with the bowling ball. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is a totally cool uh, Elton John friend. That <laughs> yeah. was great. Elton John friend. Kill Elton John. It's <laughs> <was> like yes. <laughs> God, his his uh, like the feather thing that yeah. he was wearing was like this feels like something he would absolutely wear. Yeah, he probably has. Um, one little uh, negative thing I'd say about like because the 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 theme from like the first movie is still there and that that theme's great. Um, but did. Like, when you were kind of hearing the score in the background, did you feel like, man, this is, like, on... This is on, like, 10 all the time. Like, it, it it's not... There's no chill with this score. <laughs> like, it, it's constantly, like... It's, like... It, it sounds like the Batman score, the Dark Knight score, but, like, it's just, like, constantly, like, at, you know, like, peak of the third act, like... Just constantly going, and it's, Yeah, like, no, it's, it, it's it like, calm like down... <laughs> The one thing that like I kept noticing about with some of the score here though was the John Denver uh, Country Road song. Yeah, that was like constant. Like that, like when they're writing this movie, did they just have like that song on loop? Because so. <laughs> although I will say I would love to hear Mark Strong's full rendition of that thing because <laughs> he has a beautiful voice in this. It may not actually be him. I don't care. I want I want that <laughs> right there. My my last. Uh, real note is meat grinder. Oh, dude, right? They did it twice in here, too. The first time was with, uh, whatever that, you know, nameless bad guy. Yeah. They tossed into there, like, his legs are just, like, still sticking up. And they, uh, they fed him to the, to the other guy. Yeah. Oh, man, that was just awkward. I was like, oh, no, don't eat, don't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> like, when she slept it on the grill, I was like, oh, please don't actually eat the, don't actually, yeah. don't, I don't want to see the eating part, and they, I was like, oh, that's not. Show the whole damn thing. Uh. And they turned it on during the, uh, the whiskey fight. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, are they gonna toss Pedro Pascal into the thing? Hell yeah. <laughs> and yep, of course he went all the way through the thing, oh, yeah. he didn't stop, there was no stop from that one. You got anything else on there? Uh, yeah, just like one little thing, it was like, you know, uh, Halle Berry is supposed to play like the Merlin uh, the, oh, for Mark, the Americans, yeah. For the Americans, yeah, especially like the Mark Strong part, kind of. But like, it felt like they, like she wasn't in there very much, which I get. She like, was fine. She was fine. No, no, she was. No, she was totally fine. Like I wish that they had more of her. Honestly, I was like, yeah. I was hoping for like more. Yeah, because like, totally you, right. you get the ending where she's like, I'll throw my hat in the ring and kind of like, yeah, but you really didn't do a whole lot in this film though, right. which which yeah, unfortunate. Like, you could tell like there was well, it was technically just like one scene. Like you could tell she like had a lot more ambition than being a part of like just this sort of behind the computer person so like 
if they make it, uh, which they probably will a make a spinoff. Yeah. yeah, not a spinoff, just like a third one, oh, like yeah. where you know, I'm sure she'll be like kind of take over the Mark Strong part. And yeah, no, I'm fine with that because she was she was fine throughout the entire movie. Oh uh, yeah, I did have one more note. Okay, I have one more note. So Roxy dies early on in this film. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if maybe like. They didn't. They're not gonna bring back Mark Strong with like robot legs because I feel like that's something else they could do. About, <laughs> about limbs coming off, whatever. Mark Strong come back with robot legs, and Roxy come back with like you know half her body missing. That's just a robot half. Right. I mean, they already have a I, robot. I'm arm. sure. Let's, let's I'm sure it. they're done with Roxy because yeah, she's like kind of forgotten about halfway through this movie. Just such a shame. So she was like an important part in the mm-hmm. first one. So it's like ah oh, darn it. I kind of want to see more of her. She was like you know seems like she actually had you know potential to mm-hmm. do more. But so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw you under the bus here. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, give it an 8? Okay. That's right. I, I gave it 8.5. Um, yeah. I, I felt like that was... I feel like it was that might be a little bit generous, but um, yeah. No, it's it's a good movie. I, I think, you know, it's pretty much on par with the first one, so... I gave it an eight, but like until like I thought, you know what? I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I, yeah. I, I thought about giving it a seven, and I was like, ah, you know what? Now that's that's not fair. If you can get me laughing, even if it's a bad movie, if I'm like laughing the whole time, screw it. Let's give another. Let's give it a higher score because yeah. if, if I'm enjoying it, great. Why not? Let's, yeah, yeah. All right, man. It's a it's a solid short podcast, just like the first one. So what's coming up next, Chris? We have Blade Runner 2049. That'll be in a couple weeks. And you'll probably hear us uh, gushing over Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. Assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, just oh, assume. Yeah. This week it's Channing Tatum. Next week it's Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.